Hello and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast, episode 42, with me, Sarah Hunt. And me, Jez Hunt. everybody hello jay how are you i'm good i'm good very very good thank you that's good that's good um i've got my christmas tree up uh, uh, we haven't yet <laughs> <laughs> this is the first year ever that i've put it up before the first of december okay i like the pretty lights <laughs> And it kind of felt right to do it, um, to do it a bit early this this year. Although I've had a bit of flack from my son, <laughs> Gareth, who is just like, "Mum, it's not even December yet." Yes, well, I'm doing it because I like it. So, following on from last yeah, episode of um, self-serving, uh, of our podcast, the self-serving one, I've done it because it makes me happy. I love twinkly lights. I've always loved twinkly lights. So I have twinkly lights everywhere <laughs> at this time of year. Um, and I love to go when I when I go out with Charlie in the evenings and it's dark. I really love seeing all the, the lights on the houses and everything at this time of year. Yeah, we're, we're not quite there yet. Neighbours are. Like I we're... say this is the first year ever, ever, ever. Yeah. My Christmas tree up so early. Yeah. I've just got a notion to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so following on from the last session where we're talking about self-serving versus self-selfish, I think one of the things that came up in that discussion was we were talking about drama and people getting involved yeah. in other people's drama. Yes. So I think today would be a good discussion to talk about dealing with drama, maybe. Yeah, Absolutely. Because we, we all end up with drama in our lives at various points of time, do we? Don't we? Um, sorry, I, I've just lost my train of thought. Yeah, so drama, drama, um, and some people <laughs> can be drama kings or queens, um, and other people just don't seem to have quite as much drama in their lives and or deal with it in a more calm way. I think, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in other people's dramas if we're not careful and we need to be stepping back and looking at things and is this my drama is this somebody else's drama but also we were talking about rescuing last time weren't we as well and and when there's drama going on it's very easy if we're not careful to step in and try and rescue people rather than allow them to work through whatever it is that they need to work through to see the way forward yeah there's a, there's a coaching tool that i use um, called the Cartman Drama Triangle. And it's a model of behavior that was derived from a guy called Eric Byrne, did a, a model of transactional analysis around parent-adult-child communication. And one of his students, Stephen Cartman, used uh, or, or developed the tool um, along the lines of in terms of interpersonal conflict, and this can be external with other people, or it can be internal. We can actually do this in our heads on our own as well. 
um, we unconsciously go into one of three roles. And that's either victim, persecutor or rescuer quite often. So you'll find that in uh, a drama situation that you will, and if there are other actors, call them actors, but other people in that drama, you will take on one of the roles or maybe more of the roles. And actually you can find that you're switching roles during a particular event, discussion, argument, whatever it might be. Mm. Yeah, I've certainly worked with them, with the drama triangle with my students as well to get them to kind of look at how easy it is to, to move from one role to another and how we're not careful um we we can find ourselves in a in a particular role and creating drama around us or feeding that drama that's going on rather than stepping away from it and looking at it and thinking what is actually really going on here yeah and i think that's the you know the the, the biggest use of this tool is to recognize when you're in one of those roles recognize that you are in one of those roles because if it's your drama, then you can step outside of it. If it's someone else's drama and they're trying to drag you in, you can step outside of it, yeah. which means you can then assess it for what it is and what your involvement needs to be, if at all, yeah. rather than just getting dragged into the heat of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's understanding those roles, isn't it, that you can find yourself in so that you understand where you're giving your power away where you're not taking responsibility for for the situation um where you are actually standing up and, and looking at things and dealing with things where you're perhaps feeding it for someone else um rather than allowing them to, to take responsibility and and um deal with the situation themselves so should we take a look at each of the roles and just go into a little bit of detail just and perhaps give some examples of what the roles uh, you know how we would recognize that we're in that role for example yeah so the victim role to me the victim role is when we give our power up to others um or to a situation or um it's also where we can have a um a lot of negative thinking about ourselves or others or the circumstances that we're in poor me yeah. poor me this is this has happened poor me that's happened um when we go into the victim role it does feel like we we are taking the, the line of least resistance um so it's kind of often used when we give up on things um or when we're putting our head in the sand uh, and ignoring things or when we want to run away from them yeah. if, if you go into victim mode you kind of feel powerless don't you and and subject to, to life's events rather than realizing that actually you've created everything yourself um that's that's happened around you and so you need to take responsibility and actually deal with those situations i think that's the key that's the key word is is responsibility if you go yeah. into victim mode you're avoiding your responsibility you're avoiding self-responsibility in your part in what's going on here and you're, you're absolutely right it can be you know, I can't help it. It's not my fault. You always blame me. Why are you doing this to me? And it can be that um, it almost can become learned helplessness. It can be, you know, we we fall into that role 
um, because it's familiar. It's kind of, it becomes, even though it's not a good place to be, it becomes that sort of familiar, comfortable. I say comfortable. I don't mean comfortable as in nice and cozy and comfortable. It's just because it's familiar, we can fall into it because of the familiarity of it. Yeah. So it's comfortable to fall into because we're so used to doing it rather than it's comfortable to do because it's comfortable. Yes. That's what I mean. Yes. And and people that are in victim mode um, are probably their own worst enemy when they've gone into that mode um, because they'll be self-critical. They... Um, they'll chip away at their own self-confidence they might um, self-sabotage um and so affect their their self-esteem and self-worth as well um and they're wanting attention but from the wrong direction yes instead of actually being kind to themselves and recognizing that something's going on that they need to learn from and They've got choices. And and again, it comes back to choices, which I know we've talked about before, but we can choose to be in victim mode or we can choose not to be in victim mode. Um, and when we when we choose to take responsibility and, and step up and away from being in victim mode, that's um that's much better for us than staying in that victim mode of poor me, nothing ever happens right for me, everything always goes wrong. And just continuing to manifest that downward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the victim. Then we've got the persecutor. Yeah. <laughs> the persecutor um, behaviour includes wanting to control others, mm -hmm. make them feel small, maybe hurt them, take their rights or their options, their personal power away. The persecutor... Um, may well have experienced being a victim at some point and so they're trying to regain control or power over a situation in their life um well so with persecutors abuse of any kind is yeah, is a abuse. form of they blame they blame anyone else except you know they won't take personal responsibility again it's avoiding personal responsibility, responsibility. they blame everybody else it's everybody else's fault it's your fault um yes. i'm so going to get my own back because you did this to me so it could be criticized it can be criticizing, it can be bullying, it can be intimidation, it can be, you know, how about superiority and put downs where you've been put down? Mm. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. That's all persecutor. But it's also interrogation as well, isn't it? Yeah. After it, question after question after question, making you feel uncomfortable. Um, they can get <laughs> angry, they well. can use anger. In, so yeah. someone who gets into an argument and gets angry very easily, chances are they're in persecutor mode because if, they use anger as a mask to mask vulnerability because they don't want to feel vulnerable. So they use yeah. anger to counter that. Yeah. Um, they love punishing others. And often they have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the, you know, both victims and um persecutors have come become disconnected from themselves from their souls from their their heart and and what is right for them is they're they're not recognizing that the way to feel 
better about yourself is to go inward and look at what's causing you to to feel so unhappy um, and take some steps to address the issues and put that right to to then empower yourself to step forward as your best self again um but interestingly we can be both of these ourselves yeah yeah so if someone's so someone's i don't know shouting and criticizing me then i could go into victim mode and say oh poor me you know you're always blaming me you're always criticizing me and then I turn to someone else as a rescuer, which we'll come on to in a second. And then I start persecuting the person who was persecuting me to, to the rescuer saying, oh, he's always like that. He's a nightmare. I hate him and blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. And he doesn't know. You see, I'm going now into the persecutor role within the mm. same drama. Even yes. though I was the victim a few minutes ago, I've now switched to persecutor. Yeah. So, so coming on to the rescuer being the third one, yeah, so rescuers appear to be caring people trying to help. They're actually excuse me, disempowering the person because they're 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 taking their responsibility away from them. Yeah, they're interfering. Not allowing them to do them. They're interfering. Yeah, and they're distracting themselves probably yeah. from their own stuff that actually they don't perhaps want to um, to deal with themselves. Um, and they're they're not recognizing as well that you can you can only heal yourself you can the only person that can put changes in place is you so if it's your drama jay and i'm stepping in trying to rescue giving you advice telling you what to do la 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 i'm um i'm disempowering you but i'm not recognizing that the only person that can change your situation is you yeah you know, it's um, that kind of, oh, leave it to me, I'll sort it out for you. Yeah, That's, yeah. You know, that doesn't Absolutely. help. No, it doesn't. And and um, rescuers need victims to help. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up enabling victims. So if you're going in rescuing someone, you're encouraging them to stay in that victim modality rather than empowering them to, to move out of that victim mode and and into um a space where where they feel responsible and able to deal with the issues for themselves yeah yeah absolutely and you know, you know i think it's 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 easy to be in a rescue mode you know if i think back a long while back but if i think back i can think of definitely one relationship where that i went into where i thought I can change him. I can change him. <laughs> it never did change. No. It did work go down the pan <laughs> eventually. But it took me a few years to actually see that. Um, of course, now I understand that I can't change anybody. They can only change themselves. But um, it, it is important for, for us all to, to kind of be aware of these three roles and, and how we can easily move through them um when we're in a drama type situation when we've got some kind of drama going on yeah i think the, the first the first part is awareness you know if, if we're aware we're in a role and therefore we're in a drama then that's step one step yeah. two is being able to step out of it and say well hang on a minute i don't need to be in this so 
someone's challenging me, someone's having a go at me, what what is it they're actually doing? Is it that they're uh, so if it's someone persecuting and you're feeling victim, then is it that the person who's persecuting you has some issue that they need to be deal with, dealing with and they're just projecting it onto you because they won't look at themselves? Or is it something that actually you do need to address? Because if you don't need to address it, walk away from it. Don't even get involved in it. Because if it's not relevant to you and it's someone else's stuff, then it's their stuff to deal with. They're just projecting it onto you because they can't deal with it or won't deal with it for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where it becomes important to be able to recognise what's your drama and what's somebody else's drama. What's yeah. your stuff? What's somebody else's stuff? Um, and that's why it's so important to step back and respond rather than react, react. to it. Situation. Yeah. When you react, you feed a drama. When you step back and respond, you you don't feed the drama. You start looking at, is that my stuff? Is that their stuff? It's their stuff. Do I need to do anything? Are they showing me something that I need to address? Yes. Okay. I'll deal with that. No. Okay. I'll just step away and let them sort it out for themselves. I'm here if they need an ear, but I'm not getting involved because it's not my drama. Yeah. And that's the difference. We're talking about the rescuer. That's the difference between rescuing and supporting. You can yeah, absolutely, absolutely be there to support and listen and, and be there as an ear and be there as, as you know, a, a, someone to listen to you or listen to them. Um, and you can, you can certainly support by helping people understand options and understand other possibilities so that they can make a more, a, you know, a, a, a more well-defined decision, a more informed decision. Um not go down that route of oh you know i'll i'll um i'll i'll deal with that for you or oh yes he's a, he's an you know if it was an argument you know that person's not very nice anyway is it you know you're just then feeding the victim and yes you're a victim and poor you because he's being nasty or she's being nasty to you then that's not actually changing anything it's just feeding that whole um the, the person feeding the victim or in the victim position is then just feeding and reinforcing the fact, yes, you're a victim. It's not actually supporting them and rescuing them and, get, and getting them out of that state yeah. that they're actually in. Yeah. So so I don't know whether you've ever used this, Jay, but I came across the um, the Winner's Triangle, which is by somebody called Choi, um, goes back to 1990, where they look at um, a more positive approach to dealing with conflict Um to help people to see ways of actually breaking out of the drama triangle. Okay. So the three roles are the vulnerable, the caring, and the assertive. So if we just look at the different roles, um, in the vulnerable role, um, the person is, is aware that they're experiencing a challenging time. So it's a bit like in the victim role, the victim can see it's all challenging, but it's the way that they look at things that's, that's different. So in the vulnerable um with with when somebody is in a vulnerable role they are open to problem solving by using their own abilities to think and feel to work out how to meet their needs um appropriately so to me this is them taking responsibility and saying okay i don't like what's going on it's making me feel uncomfortable it's making me um want to look at things but they will 
take that step back and, and look at the thing and uh, the situation and um, try and look at what it is they need to put in place to actually change things. They also um, accept no and respect no as well. So if someone says, no, they can't help them, they don't take it personally. They recognize, whereas a victim would take it very personally. Yeah. But when, when you're in the vulnerable um role you don't take it personally in the same way and and then you recognize that the person that's saying no i can't help you at this point in time is not um a bad person they've just got their own stuff going on yeah so it's quite a a shift isn't it from victim into vulnerable yes um so so when person shifts from victim into vulnerable they're looking for ways themselves to resolve their issues um and to, to open up opportunities to to help them to to make the changes they need to yeah so a question they could ask is how can i get what i really want in a healthy way yes so they're looking for the outcome that they want but in a healthy way yes absolutely Absolutely. So if we look at the caring role then, so um, in the caring role, the, the person cares about others in a way that, you know, similar like the rescuer does, but mm -hmm. they have respect um, for others and their ability to think and feel for themselves um, and um, to ask for their needs to be met. So so rather than giving someone a, a fait accompli or giving them a load of advice, you know, the I'll sort that out for you. Um, they will listen, be empathetic, um, have no judgment, um, but they won't advise. They'll just allow the person to come to their own decision, yes. to make their own choices and respect them for that. So I think part of the caring role is what you were saying a few minutes ago about the, you know, the importance of the, the ability to listen and be a sounding board without actually telling people what to do. Yeah, I'm willing to listen to your problem, but I'm not going to make it mine. I'm not going to solve it for yeah. you. It's not mine to solve, but I will listen to you and support <coughs> you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and also the thing that's important with the carer, caring role is that they, they recognise their own needs. So this comes back to the um, serving yourself, um, yes. first of all, so they can say no in an honest and respectful way to somebody so that they are serving their needs so they're not getting caught up in a drama you know they've got stuff of their own going on they can't cope they haven't got the the energy to listen to somebody else at this point in time it doesn't mean they don't care it's just got they've got their own stuff going on and they recognize that and they're able to say i can't do this now but i could do two days time why don't we meet for coffee whatever it is so it, it's it's not a blank no I'm never going to help you it's I can't do this now and they they're comfortable with saying saying that so I think that's important and then um the assertive role um so that the person still actively wanting to get their needs met but they're doing it without doing it at the expense of others so when um someone's in the persecutor role they are they're trying to get their own way, but it's at the expense of other people. Yeah. Whereas when they've shifted into um, the assertive role, they they want to 
meet their own needs without punishing others, without causing problems for others. They recognise that they may need to put negotiation skills into place to change a situation. They might not need to do specific things. Um, and they recognise that they need to stand in their own power to be able to do that rather than try and take power away from other people and, and do it in a more aggressive way, if yeah. that makes sense. So, so it, com- it comes down to stating and then asserting boundaries yes yeah so it's it's just a shift isn't it from the drama triangle if you can if you recognize the role that you're in in the drama triangle and then um can make that that shift that conscious shift into the the roles of the winner's triangle you um you take that need for drama away and you allow yourself to to look at things from a more responsive yes way rather than a reactive way yeah drama triangle is reactive for sure yeah and the winner's triangle is responsive Responsive, yeah yeah so so it's it's just learning to to recognize when you've moved into those roles and you know it happens to all of us yeah (laughs) um i I was very much in victim role two or three weeks ago there was something going on and 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 it was like whoa i'm on a minute sarah you're in victim role step out of it sort it out <laughs> um but but you know we it happens to us all but it, it's that recognition isn't it it's it, it's the awareness if you've got the awareness to start with you can stop yourself yes. you can go hang on a minute what am i doing here let's take a step back let's have a little look here am i trying to rescue somebody or am i being caring am i you know um am i being um self-serving or am i uh being demanding and wanting to actually um have certain things put in place no matter what the cost to other people it's you know it's just taking that real big step back and look at yourself and look at what's going on um so that you can make the changes that you need to make because no one's going to rescue you <laughs> they're not they might try but they're not going to rescue you no one's going to put changes in place for you the only person that can do that is you yeah i think an interesting thing about this is now you know for, for someone who's just come across this drama triangle um and recently for example i mean i've known it about a few years so but for someone that's just come across this it'll be interesting just watch what's going on around you watch how friends and family interact watch what goes on in other people's lives and you will see drama triangles all around you it could be you know you go shopping to buy something and someone's having a go at somebody because so someone's persecuting a shop assistant because something's not on the shelf for that they want for example um so they could be criticizing the company they could be criticizing the individual they could be oh well i want this and and now they've fallen into victim mode and see you never have that in when i come in i'm always having to so it can be this you can watch this happening around you in real time and it's fascinating to start watching and observing how this plays out for other people because it then gives you a greater awareness of when you're falling into it yes absolutely um 
because it's much easier to see it in other people than yeah. it is to see it in yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you're caught up in a big, big drama and then it's like, oh, hang on a minute, what's <laughs> going on here? But but you, yeah, it's very easy to to uh, not recognise it in yourself. Um, but when if you observe others and observe it going on um, around you, it, it gives you a greater awareness so that you can observe when you're doing it yourself so that you can shift out of the drama triangle and into the winner's triangle so that you take responsibility, so that you are supportive rather than a rescuer, so that you've moved out of the victim role and into the vulnerable, so that you recognise that there's things going on that, that need sorting out and you can deal with it, so that you move out of um, persecutor into the assertive role so that you feel empowered to deal with the situation yourself as well. So it it, it just having that awareness, I think is, is so important, isn't it? When you've got an awareness of something, it's the first step yes. being able to, um, to, to make changes. Um, if you don't have the awareness, then you can't change it. Well, that's it. You can't change what you don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So it does does fascinate me actually. <laughs> I do a lot of people watching when I get time to to um sit and watch people. Um because it, it fascinates me how people interact still. And of course, when you're being um heart centered and heart led, it's a lot easier to move yourself into the winner's triangle. And out of the drama triangle. Yes. Because when you're looking at things from a place of love, you kind of look at things from a different perspective. So you start to recognise that that person only knows what they know. So they're doing the best that they can at this particular moment in time. That that person, you don't know what their journey's been. You don't know what, what happened when they got out of bed this morning. You don't know whether they've had an argument with their spouse. Um yeah before getting in the car or whether somebody cut them up on the on the motorway and, and scared the living daylights out of them um and just missed them or or whatever it might be you start to look with a lot more compassion um so so moving into that heart centered space makes it a lot easier to be uh, responsive rather than reactive and shift into the winner's triangle because when you're in the winner's triangle it's a win-win for everybody isn't it because yes. you're putting yourself first and, and dealing with your needs and and what's for your highest good and for the highest good of all you're also able to support people properly and empower them and you're asserting yourself rather than being aggressive which is is you standing in your um, um own power and being your best self yeah and it and it's coming from a place of solution so you're looking for a solution yeah. rather than just blame and and not trying to find a solution just trying to shift the blame onto somebody else yes absolutely and it's recognizing as well that you had a part to play in that yes. and it doesn't matter what's happened you know it's it's I mean, my relationship with our mother was was not the best and I did go through years of blaming her for it. It was her fault, the way she treated me. Well, actually, I allowed that to happen. Yeah. So I had a part to play in that. And and I recognise now, I understand now that 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 was part of my journey and part of making me who I am now. Um, but it's it was a, an important thing 
for me to recognize was that actually she wasn't to blame for it all it it was down to me it was down to me and the way that I handled it it was down to me agreeing to have that experience with her to help me to grow to help me to to look at things from a different perspective Um, and of course once I started to understand that it changed our relationship completely so you know it it is about recognizing as well that we all have a part to play in any drama that's our drama and we've probably created that ourselves because we need to learn something and so we, we we need to be looking at it and um um and and putting our hands up and going oh hold on a minute maybe that might be something that i need to be dealing with because it's something that um that actually i've had a big part to play in so so yeah it's 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 a fascinating subject for me um <laughs> You might have gathered <laughs> for me for me too it's one of the it's one of the things that i think it's probably come up in uh maybe not every coaching conversation i've had but certainly in every coaching client i've had at some point the drama triangles come up and talking about um not getting sucked into it and, and just being aware so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a it's a it's a life-changing skill once you realize Yes, definitely. Once once you realise what you're doing and how you can change it and how you can um, step into a more positive way of of dealing with things, it it is a big life-changing skill, definitely. Excellent. A topic we could um, touch on again at some time in the not-too-distant future because I think there's a lot that that goes with it and we could talk for ages. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, that but it, it you know i kind of feel like we're we're at a good place to stop at this point in time so so hopefully listeners that will give you some some understanding of um of the drama triangle and how you can shift yourself into the winner's triangle so that you put positive slant on everything so that you can deal with it and move yourself through the drama and out the other side absolutely awesomeness awesomeness excellent (laughs) lovely thank you very much for your time jay as always yeah good to catch up with you you good to catch up with your listeners and until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him 